When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. Welcome to episode 35 of Talk Smart with Pew and McCart. That is young Joe Pew over there and I'm Andrew McCart. Um, Joe, relatively quiet fight week in terms of fights and big shows yep. and whatnot, but we did have uh, two extremely exciting head, uh, press conferences in Edinburgh and Manchester to start the week. We had Podrick McCrory out there in Orlando fighting Edgar Balanga. We'll touch on that. And there's been all little snippets on Twitter in terms of fighters going at each other. Ben and uh, Davis, and Keyshawn Davis, Adam Azine, Dalton Smith, and Andy Cruz. Do you know what I mean? So um, there's still things to talk about. But I think let's, let's start at the beginning of the week. Josh Taylor and Jack Carroll uh, just continued their... What's the word? Uh, hatred is a long, uh, is a is a strong word, and they both said this, but their bitterness towards each mm. other. It started in Edinburgh, um, with the face to face when Josh went to grab his nipples a little bit, and then Jack went to hit him again. And you know what I mean? These two, it, I think this is going to be an exciting fight. I think we're in for a cracker because of this press conference, because of everything that's on the line here. Do you know what I mean? After the first fight. Uh, after the first two press conferences we've had, you were in Manchester. You witnessed it firsthand as well as I did in Edinburgh. Um, it sold out within what hours? Twelve thousand yeah, people. Four hours, I think it was. Four hours. You know, I mean, so that just that to me says it's a, it's a it's a huge huge fight. Um, it's hard for me because like people think I've got a horse in this race because I'm mates with Josh Taylor. Um, but I'll ask you the question then for maybe a guy that's probably who doesn't really have a horse in the race, if anything. Yep. Uh, your thoughts on the fight, Joe? Oh, it's just great. And it just very a throwback fight in the fact that we're getting these press conferences. We're getting a proper bit of British beef. And it's a great example of a fight that could have been, was the first fight for all the marbles. And now it's not for any world title, but it doesn't actually matter because it's going to be watched by probably more people than most mm. world title fights this year, certainly in the UK. Absolutely fantastic job of promoting it. Both guys done. All right, well, I want to say a few of the guys stick Sam Jones in there as well for uh, 
his performance, especially on the first press conference, but throughout the week, starting off in Scotland, I know you was there, then absolutely unbelievable atmosphere mm. um, in Manchester. Well, I got to experience anyway. I've seen it was better atmosphere than most fight nights you go to now. It was a cauldron of hate against uh, Josh Taylor. And then we go forward to the next day and we see the talk sport interview. We finally get a handshake. It's just an excellent promotion. And we've still got what is it? Eight and a half, nine weeks, nine weeks until the fight actually comes off. And I absolutely can't wait. Leeds, April, we're there. Definitely. And you mentioned there that the first fight was for all the marbles, but this rematch is, I would say, it's bigger than the first fight with no belts on the line. Right. Just More because, pride. exactly, just because it's what's on stake and it's bragging rights. Do you know what I mean? Um, Josh thought he won the first fight. A lot of people thought that a lot of people thought that Jack won won the fight, including guys in the media and 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 whatnot. But Josh has stuck to his his ground, saying that Jack was spoiling tactics and all this that and the next thing. But all that stuff in the first fights, I think, just push that to the one side now. Let's just concentrate on this fight. And if winner, whoever wins, hand them their flowers and let them be the winner. Let them celebrate. Let them go on their little media tour after it as well. But as long as we get a decisive winner. Do you mm. know what I mean? I think that's what the fans are wanting. I think that's what boxing probably wants as well in terms of this fight. Um, but I think that just everyone needs a good dance partner. Do you know what I mean? And I think we've, we've got a great, great fight because both fighters, uh, they, I don't think they're polar opposites, but they're different in terms of, I don't know, it's just their demeanours. Their personalities are a lot different. Joe, uh, Joe you're Joe. Jack is a little bit more laid back, doesn't really say much, doesn't really get heated in terms of his voice, gets angry, and he does this and the next thing. Josh has always been a fiery cracker, uh, a firecracker, do you know what I mean? A fire, fiery character. Um, I've noticed that when I, was, when I used to train in the gym with him when he was a young amateur, he was always very, very fiery, and, uh, and that's what made Josh Josh, do you know what I mean? And I'm absolutely buzzing for this fight. Uh, sold out 12,000. I've been inundated for tickets, and I've got enough. All my mates texting me for tickets left, right, and centre. I think I probably sold about five grand's worth of tickets myself, so I've got no uh, no commission on that. But who cares? Uh, it's going to be a massive fight, and uh, I cannot, cannot, and I'm going to emphasize this: cannot um, wait for this fight. Uh, I wasn't at the first fight because my daughter was born, so I'm going to go in and uh, really, really look forward to this fight. It's one of the fights I'm looking forward to probably the, for a, in a long time. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's really, I'm really, really buzzing for it. Uh, and the winner goes on and. I think there's going to be a final eliminator. I think Eddie's pushing for a final eliminator of some, of some sort for one of the belts and the winner can push on. And the, the loser, that's probably a question I'm going to ask you then, Joe, the loser, are they finished? Can they come back? Um, I think maybe stakes are higher from a losing point of view for Josh Taylor mm. off the back of two of his probably worst performances at the highest level in those world championship fights. Um, he'll be the first to admit they weren't his best performances. And I know there's been certain changes now. I think he's saying he's going to make the weight better. Um, so I think there's probably a little bit more of the line in terms of career for Josh Taylor because he's been there and seen it and done it. Um, Jack Catterall, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because Josh Taylor... A big point he's made throughout the week is that Jack's actually the one who really struggles with the weight. Um, so could we see him move up? I really don't know. I think 
it's a fight where it's at such a level that the winner can always come back, maybe take one or two steps backwards and then build them way up. But yeah, I think a little bit more on the line in terms of career moves for Josh Taylor. Would you agree? I would think so, yeah. I think over the Josh's last fight coming off that loss to Teal, a second defeat back-to-back will probably... Uh, yeah, I think the losing for Josh is more in stake. There's more at stake for Josh in terms mm-hmm. of a loss. Do you know what I mean? He really needs this win to propel him forward again in his career. I think becoming a two-time, possibly a two-way, I think this will definitely 110%, if you can get 110%, um, be his last fight at 140. I was surprised that Josh went for 140. Um, I think Jack, uh, Jack and Sam have said it's a ready-made excuse, uh, but I think Josh is probably like, you know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna make everything at the same, so I can prove to you that I can beat you, or mm. do it again at 140. In his own words, that he said to me. But yeah, I think uh, Jack. He's if he wins, he's definitely he needs his shot at the world title. Do you know what I mean? I think he, uh, Jack deserves his crack at a world title. Do you know what I mean? It's been another one, whether that be at Devin Haney, um, a Sabriel Matias, uh, he, he's with Eddie Hearn now, so that'll be an easy fight to make for the IBF. I don't know where Jack sits in them rankings. Do you know what I mean? So it's, he's definitely, if Jack wins, he can definitely get a crack at a world title because a lot of Devin Haney is a free, is that sort of free agent type. He, he works with Eddie Hearn. He likes working with Eddie Hearn. So Jack, if he wins, he's got those two fighters right there who are working with Eddie, the IBF and the WBC um, right now. Who's the WBO? Teo. 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 Yeah, he lost against... Yeah, he won't beat, beat Josh, but that's correct. Aye. See, that's, I'll put that at the back of my mind there. Um, yeah. Yeah, Teo's with top rank, so that'll probably be a, a difficult fight to make in terms of cross-promotions, cross even though Eddie and uh, Bob have worked together. So, yeah, Jack, he wins this fight, he gets a world title shot. Josh, I think, will... If he wins this fight, goes up to 147. I think that's a definite give, given this time. And being that Crawford holds all the belts up there... I don't know what's going to happen in terms of Josh's mm. next fight. He definitely is a good fight at 147. But like I say, it's a, it's a fight that I'm absolutely looking forward to. And I cannot wait. And uh, yeah, it's a fight that we'll probably be talking about in this podcast for, for weeks to come. Because I'm sure something will pop up on Twitter or something happened in the camps or something I've been said on Twitter. Um, so it's going to be one that me and you will discuss for the next nine weeks or so. So uh, it'll be it'll be definitely be interesting. But let's make a little segue over to, to Orlando. Um, yeah, Edgar Balanga and Poddy Islands, Poddy McCrory. Poddy, I've known for a long time. I've been at loads of his fights when he was coming through the Falls Park, the Ulster Hall, the Titanic Center over in Belfast. And to see him get his big shot out in Orlando, get a US fight date, man, I'm happy from in that sense. Um, but I think he was he was a clear underdog going into this fight against Ed, Edgar Balanga. But I tell you what, he's 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 a game game man. He was tough, and uh, yeah, it was. Difficult task, difficult, difficult ask for for Poddy, but I'm happy he got that opportunity because I think he's worked hard his whole career to get a shot at Edgar Balanga. But um, I just want to give my props to Poddy because he is on a personal level. I know him very, very well. But uh, your thoughts on the fight then, then Joe Edgar Balanga, man, what a what a monster! I mean, what a monster he is. Yeah, echo the words about Poddy McCory. Um, definitely deserved his chance, his big chance in Orlando against mm. a big name and an upcoming beast in Edgar Belanga. And that what he's what he was last night. Um just shown I think the power, just shown that pressure that he puts on. Mm. And I want to see him in a really big fight now. Uh 
I, I think he's very high up, may even be mandatory with, with one of the governing bodies after that fight. WBA, really yeah. Number one. WBA, yeah. I really want to see him in a big fight. I know they're talking about potential Mungia Canelo. Why not have a final eliminator type thing of Belanga Mungia and the winner fights Canelo? I think that'd be an unbelievable fight. Mm. Um, and then the winner get, get the winner gets Canelo. Yeah, that fight just excites me, Mungia and Belanga. Yeah. I mean, like again, stereotypes. Who cares? I'm not. I'm, I don't really care. But you can stereotype it. You've got a Puerto Rican Mexican yeah. rivalry, man. We all know them fights. They produce the goods. None of them want to lose. Um. Then you've got the high knockout ratio. Watch Belanga, 22 and 16, 17, 18 knockouts, whatever it may be. Jaime Munguia is 30-plus fights with 20 or 30-plus knockouts. They've only gone the distance between them, and I think they share about 50-odd fights, 60 fights between them. I think they've gone the distance between them maybe seven, eight times. I've not done the maths on this, so don't quote me on this. Don't come and say, Andrew, you're a moron. You've not done your stats. I'm just going off what I remember seeing on, on BoxRec. Um so it's one of the fights where it's going to just be a fan-friendly fight. I just think it just makes sense if you've got two young men, they're about the same age, mid-20s as well, do you know what I mean? And it just makes a lot of sense. And that, they, the winner gets Canelo, like you said, I think that's a great shout. There's a, there's that little carrot dangling at the end of this fight, which is going to make you fight harder. It might not be for a world title, but the carrot at the end of it is an eight-figure payday against Canelo for a world title. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I, I just love that fight, and I'm glad you mentioned that, because I was going to mention it myself, Joe, and I, I just think that just makes a lot of sense. Why not? Both on the zone. But yeah, I, th I just think it makes perfect sense. There's so many great super middleweights out there at the minute, and I, don't get me wrong, I know everyone wants not just the golden ticket financially, but the golden ticket in attempting greatness by be, getting a chance to beat an all-time great in Canelo, but there are other great fights to be made. If you aren't fighting Canelo, don't just sit around and wait. Have these really big fights. We mm. saw it last year with Caleb Plant and David Benavidez. Key example mm. of a super middle fight that can happen whilst you're waiting. And hopefully, obviously, we want Benavidez, who won that fight, to fight Canelo at some point this year. But if not, Benavidez Belanga, Benavidez Munguia, any of these kind of combinations of these big, seems like Mexican, Puerto Ricans, mm. at super middleweight. I don't know how they breed them over there, but yeah, <laughs> be excellent, excellent fights to be made at that super middleweight division. As it's always been a marquee division as well. We remember Nigel Benz, Chris Eubank Juniors, uh, Roy Jones Junior, uh, Chris Eubank, Chris Eubank Senior, not Junior, uh, Roy Jones Junior. Uh, Cal Zaghi, Carl Froch, Andre Ward. You know what I mean? There's been that super middleweight division has had household names over the decades. And I think with Canelo getting on a little bit, you've got them Jaime Munguias, David Bernabides, Zezezes, um, and Belangas. They're the, they're, the, they're the rising stars. They can be that next household name in that super middleweight division if they fight each other. But you want them to fight each other. You want them to, to be like the Chris Eubank Jr., Steve Collins. And uh, Nigel Benz, do you know what I mean? They had rematches because the fights were that good. Do you know what I mean? Why not just be them guys? Why not just like put up, put your own on the line? Who cares about like this Mayweather effect that people call it nowadays? But they're protecting their, their own. But give the fans what they want to see. And like we've touched on it before, Joe, we're starting to see it now in boxing where the fights are getting made and people, mm. fighters are starting to learn that the O doesn't define you as a fighter. Do you know what I mean? Not many people retire undefeated, but 
great fighters like Sugar Ray Leonard didn't. Muhammad Ali didn't. Duran, Hagler, Hearns. These fighters, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis. These these fighters, Anthony Joshua, modern. He's going to be, he's going to be a, a, a great heavyweight. He can go down as a good heavyweight, great heavyweight. He's lost three times. So, I mean, it doesn't define you as a fighter. So let's just get these fights made. Yeah, and as you say, I think it's happening now. Um, you look back over history books, and there's only a very, very select handful of world champions that remain undefeated for their whole career, and a lot of them probably aren't even mentioned, including Mayweather, Calzaghe. A lot of them probably aren't even mentioned as in as in the world champions that we talk about. The Hagler, the Hearns, the Leonard's. Um, yeah, so it certainly don't define anyone. Hopefully, we get these big fights, especially in the super middleweight division, what we've been speaking about today on this year. Go on, Andrew. Well, I was going to say, obviously, talking about Canelo there, that super middleweight division, there was rumours of, there's now rumours I saw online, was it yesterday or the day before, about him, Chris Eubank Jr.'s name getting thrown in the hat to fight Canelo and me? Well, I, mean... I think it's always been a possibility because we know the name value of Junior about potentially when it was kind of whispers of bringing Canelo over here. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen in May. Uh, but yeah, I think because of the name value and because of what Chris Eubank Jr. brings on a commercial level, it's always going to be there. And if you can't make the big fights, you never know. It could be a possibility. Well, we've seen, listen, we've seen Ryder get a shot at Canelo. Do you know what I mean? We've seen all these fighters get their shot. These, these, these. Even just look at McClory against Belanga. That's probably a fight that you never, you didn't think was going to happen in that Super Middleweight division. But these fighters are getting the opportunity that you didn't think they would get. They would, they would get the opportunity. You never put Chris Eubank Jr. and Canelo together. But boxing's a crazy old sport. We, we, we might just see it. Who, who knows? And that Eubank name carries. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It carries a lot of weight, whether you like it or not. And he loves fighting a Brit as well, Canelo. Exactly. What is he seven, eight and zero against the Brit? He might be eight and zero now. I think eight and zero against the Brit, and uh, yeah, I think it makes sense in terms. Of maybe a commercial, commercially, it makes sense because Eubank is that is that sort of name. He's obviously coming off a good win against Liam Smith. He trains alongside Bomack. Do you know what I mean? He's known in America, um, and we've had obviously. I think it is PBC. Well, there was rumors of PBC making a fifty-five million dollar um, push for. Canelo to fight Benavidez, but that was squashed by Eddie Reynoso, who's Canelo's trainer. I don't think he's going to fight Jaime Munguia because he's mentioned about these Mexican. He doesn't want to fight Mexico versus Mexico. So when you say that, who's out there? Who's left mm. in the submitted division? Really? Yeah. Do you know Unless what I mean? It's you, like, is Charlo. Does Charlo fight you? Yeah, Charlo, but I don't think PBC want that, do they? Do they? I, I think I, I think we will get the Charlo fight. To be I think honest. we'll get the Charlo fight. Yeah, but I think with PBC. Well, I don't know if PBC didn't. But it's been squashed. The rumors of a fifty-five million dollar payday for Canelo if he fought Benavidez. Mm. Um, but I think Canelo is he's at that stage now in his career where, or that he's got that power now in his career where he just fights who he wants to fight. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. And um, I would uh, listen. I would not be surprised if it turns out to be Chris Eubank Jr. Let's say that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Would I would not be surprised. Um, talking about like these Twitter wars and, and and whatnot and things that you see on Twitter and Instagram, we've got this sort of like Tank versus Conor Ben thing that's still going on. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. That's that's a fight that I probably would like to see because Tanks, even though Tanks a Tank, let's like 
Javante Davis is a, is a monster, but he's a small monster, right? Conor Ben's a big welterweight. What, where would this fight be? Would you get it at a catch weight? Would it be 147? Would Tank come up to 147? Is he big enough for 147? There's a lot of questions to be asked in that sense, but it seems that there's going to be a back and forth between them two for, for a wee while now. I think Eddie likes to fight. Uh, Conor Ben likes to fight. Javonte Davis has said, where's this 25 million coming from? And he, I think he put out a tweet or an email along the mm. along them lines and that. But yeah, that, 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 I don't know. Can you see this fight happening, Joe? Is that a fight that you can see? I know we've talked about being surprised that Chris Eubank Jr. getting, we won't be surprised if Chris Eubank Jr. gets a Canelo fight, but will you be surprised if Conor Ben fights Javonte Davis and that fight gets made? Yeah, I will be. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. I'll be completely honest. I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, Javonte Tank Davis over the years has shown no sign in really wanting to work with Eddie Ernie's, uh shares his emails, he shares his DMs. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just don't think that fight, it might happen in the future, but next for both these guys, I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah, I mm. kind of squashed that one for you. Okay, moving on. Keyshawn Davis, Adam Azine, Dalton Smith, Andy Cruz. Um, well, let's just start with this. Obviously, I think Adam Azine called out Keyshawn Davis, or was it vice versa? I, I, I would, I would, I've, had a, I've had a busy weekend with my daughter's birthday, so I can't remember who called who out. I think it was Adam Azine called out Keyshawn Davis. I think Davis. it was Adam. I think it was Adam. Yeah, but then obviously there's the Dalton Smith fight that's there. Uh, and I think Eddie said, listen, why would you call out Keyshawn when you there's a mandate for the, your European title with Dalton Smith and we can make that a big fight? Um, a lot's been made of Adam Azim maybe being scared of Dalton Smith. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, if that's a, a fact and that's running through Adam Azim's head because I don't think as a fighter, you're scared to fight anyone. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't, anyone that steps, puts gloves on, steps through a rope in front of thousands of people ain't scared to fight, whether no matter who it is. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think Adam Azim is scared of Dalton Smith, but I don't know where why that fight can't be made because we're talking about, again, I say it all the time, we just touched on Josh Taylor, Jack Carroll, perfect dance partners. We talked about that British title and British rivalries and British fighters fighting for a title, whether it be for the British, European or world title. We get these fantastic fights. Again, we've spoke about it. Boatsy and Aziz, uh, Dylan and uh, Bellotti a couple of weeks mm. ago. When you get these guys, British fighters, on the big stage, fighting for whether it be a European-British title, Joe, you know what I'm going to say? We get a war. We get a great fight. I keep harping on about it, but it's it's just facts. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know why that fight can't be made. I know that you've got Sky Sports and DAZN and Ben Shalom and Eddie. There's a sticking point there, but yeah. Where do you sit on it? Well, I think there's a simple solution. I just think um, let let the uh, Dalton Smith and Adam Zing fight happen. And let the Keyshawn Davis and Andy Cruz fight happen. There Just make go. that. There you go. You don't really need to make any other fights until them fights have happened. Um, talk about Sky, the zone, matchroom boxer. Simple. It just goes to purse bids. Mm-hmm. It's just the winner of the purse bid gets the fight. Mm-hmm. That's how purse bids work. Let it happen. Let it play out. And let's see who wins. Let's see what platform it goes on. Do we really care? No, as long as we see the fight. So... Two great fights there that I think we defo need to see. Mm. Keyshawn versus Andy Cruz. It's one of those... They're both fights where it could happen now and it could be absolutely massive if you wait a couple of years. But then again, 
you can never predict the future and the time might have passed for these couple of years. So you're always waiting. Do you risk and go or do you bust? But no time like the present and just uh, hopefully make them two separate fights. Dalton Smith versus Adam Azim and Keyshawn Davies versus Andy Cruz. Yeah, and I'll just say a wee piece. If it, go, if it goes to, to push bids, um, I think that both Sky and Eddie will want that fight. So I think both fighters will get paid handsomely, Smith and Azim. If they, you know what I mean? It's going to be a massive, massive payday. You could, I think Eddie's touched on it going to uh, the Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday's ground. Hillsborough. Hill, there you go. You know better than me. Um, Hillsborough. Uh, if it can be a stadium fight, why not? I don't know if it can be a stadium fight. Is it big enough for a stadium fight? Who knows? I don't know Hillsborough's capacity, to be honest. I'll be, I'll be oh, completely that's true. Yeah, that, I suppose, yeah, that's that's very true. I'm, I'm going to guess it's probably 20-something thousand. I'm just going to yeah. guess. Uh, yeah, they're going to get paid handsomely if, if if it goes to purse bids. And because I think, like I said, both Eddie and Ben, Sky, Boxer, they, 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 they'll want this fight. I'm going on the Andy Cruz and uh, Keyshawn Davis. The, like, when you we've seen amateurs stay in amateur ranks too long. Like, Lomachenko isn't that guy, and Usyk isn't that guy, and probably uh, uh, Andy Cruz isn't that guy. But some amateurs that stay in the, the amateur game too long don't really transition at the pro game that yeah. well. I think, like, you, you look at guys like maybe Tom Stalker as well. He, he comes mm-hmm. to mind. Paddy Barnes, he comes to mind. These guys were absolutely fantastic elite amateurs winning Olympic medals and, and, and Commonwealth Games medals and World Championship bronzes and this that European medals and, and whatnot. So, but then the transition to the pro ranks has been difficult for them because they've stayed in that amateur system too long. Andy Cruz, I think, uh, is not going to be that guy. I don't think he is that guy, but Keyshawn Davis seems to be an absolute monster in the pro ranks. Do you know what I mean? So I think even though you've got those three three-minute rounds in the amateur game, I think Andy Cruz beat Keyshawn Davis in the Olympic Games. Um, yeah, I think Andy Cruz beat him a fair few times, I think. A couple of times now, as hasn't he? As Eddie says quite often. Split decision, though. I think the, was, it the Olymp- yeah. was the Olympics a split decision? I'm not 100% sure. I'm because not 100%. I, think, I think that the, the Olympics was a split decision, so it's it's been close. But like I said to you, Keyshawn Davis, he, uh, he's... He looks like a solid pro. Do you know what I mean? I think mm. he called out Teofimo Lopez a couple of weeks ago after this fight. Um, yeah. Again, amateur boxing and pro boxing are two different sports. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Two different sports. So, um, it's a fight I want to see. I think I think it'll be an absolutely great fight. And like you say, just get the fights made. I wish me and you a promote. I mean, I wish me and you had our own promoting promoters company, Joe. I think me and you would get fights made like this. Well, we'd have to have pretty big backers. Because yeah, I don't think our pockets are deep enough to make them purses, mate. No, no, um, no. It's a, it's a dream. It's a dream. Can you, what, what would we call the promotional company? Talk smart with Pure McCart promotion. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Pure, Pure McCart, the Scotsman and the Essex boy. Yeah. But man. that's... Uh, um, just to finish up then. Yep. Andy, fight uh, this week upcoming that I will be attending to on Friday night. Absolute cracker. Cannot... Wait for this. I don't think there's it cannot not be a good fight, and that is Sam Egerton versus Abbas Barrow for the European title. That's going to be absolutely brilliant on channel five on Friday night. Good, and then we know Sam Egerton the way he fights. Yep. You know I mean, he and we know Abbas is probably the same. Mm. I mean, he, he fights, he fights similar to that when he wants to get like. 
put it this way, both of them like a tear up. Yeah. You know I mean, were you were you in voting for the Atwe um, Cartwright? I weren't there, unfortunately. No, I you Oscar... that one. That was Oscar was at that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can see it being similar to that sort of fight. One of them fights that you it's just there that nobody's talking about, but you're going to be talking about because something might go yeah. viral. It's one of them fights. You know, I mean, sometimes you get a um a fight that's on a Channel Five sh- show. But then something big happens and then everything just goes viral after. I think that's the type of I think I want to get in, in for a cracking fight and talk about a crack. I want to give a shout out to Jay Harris as well. Yes, Conor Walker last night winning the the European title, British title. I think it was a Commonwealth title as well. Three belts last night. Yeah, it was triple crown. Triple crown. Yes. Yeah. So fair play to Jay Harris last night and uh, putting a great fight with him and Conor Walker putting a great great fight. So well done to two of them. Yeah, but listen, you're going to. You're, I think you'll be in for a treat on Friday night. Joe, could I fly down to London on Saturday, the Saturday, because I'm be going to Saudi on the Sunday um, for the Joshua. So we probably have to do this on a Saturday and then try and push out and film yep, this at the airport in London. We'll, we'll, we'll film at the airport in London. Because like, we'll nothing's happening on the Saturday night. Next Saturday, is there? No. So your Friday no. night show, we can talk about that. There you go. Works yep. perfectly. We'll That's quite out there, perfect. As always, mate, you know the score. Always appreciate seeing you on a Sunday. Do you know what I mean? It's always a pleasure to talk to you, young man. And yeah, I'll speak to you next Saturday then when I'm in uh, down at Heathrow. Yep, slightly different. And I'll uh, yeah, speak to you from the airport, mate. And uh, let the uh, big fights commence after this week. Let's do it, Joe. Well done, mate. I'll see you soon. Cheers, mate. See Cheers, you soon. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.